Welcome to Leader You by Black River Performance Management, where we believe work should fuel the human spirit, not drain it. In this leadership podcast, we will dive into the lived experiences of people flourishing in today's workplace and beyond. Join us to hear real-life examples of experiences from our own lives and from the leaders we know and trust. Hello, and welcome to the Leader You podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing a dear friend of mine, Stephanie Adams. Um, In no particular order, Stephanie is a wife, a dog mom, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a friend, a volunteer, an employer, and an activist. She grew up in Colorado, but has lived in many states throughout her life, some of them twice. She graduated from Idaho State University, go Bengals, Indeed. And was, which was the first time she lived in Idaho. In 2001, she took her degree in biology to several zoos across the nation. She started at Zoo Idaho and then moved to Fort Worth Zoo, Texas, ending her zookeeping career in the Caribbean gardens of Naples, Florida. Animals have always been a big part of her life. In 2008, she founded Pocatello Pet Lodge, a boarding and grooming facility, and doggy daycare for Center for Pets. The business grew, and in 2017, they opened a second location. The business won the statewide winner for Best Pet Boarding in Idaho in 2022 and 2023. They consistently win or are a finalist in the Idaho State Journal's Reader's Choice Award for Best Pet Groomer. Stephanie is married and lives in Pocatello, Idaho, for now, the second time. Her small menagerie currently (laughs) includes one dog, three cats, and an Amazon ferret. She enjoys camping, Netflix, and medium-distance running. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie has earned several achievement awards, including ISU's Business Leader of the Year Award in 2020 and Zonshin of the Year in the local club in 2018 and 2022. She's also a graduate of Leadership Pocatello, Class of 2020. Stephanie's eight-year membership in Zonta Club of Pocatello has afforded her many opportunities to serve in her community and beyond. She's currently the Lieutenant Governor for the District 8 and the immediate past president of one of the local clubs in Pocatello. She is a past Rotarian. That's a weird word. Rotarian. I think it's Rotarian. Rotarian, sorry. I don't know. Rotarian. It's been a while. Yeah, potato, potato. Okay. Of the And a current member of the Idaho State University Alumni Board, serving her second term, which is actually where we met, so we'll get That's into true. that. She's also looking for ways to continue to give back to her community through her business and personal time. And that's how we met. And thank you, Stephanie, for... It's a pleasure. Yes. I'm happy so to far. have you. So far. So far. Yeah. We'll see where this goes. We will. <laughs> so we met through Idaho State Alumni um, Board. And that, true. that was probably six, seven or eight years ago. It's probably eight years ago, but I don't really feel like that's how we really connected. No, it's how we first like, were... got new. into each other's orbits. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been like Business Women mm-hmm. of Pocatello, something so. like that, yeah. some community events that we were involved like, in. Like, oh, you go here too? Yes. Mm-hmm. I know you're from here and here, and we just started <laughs> bumping into each yep. other more and more and more. And now we do it on purpose. Now, yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, first, it was just kind of on accident. Now it's mm-hmm. now it's purposeful. So, so let's get into how you became an owner of the Pocatello Pet Lodge. Was that what you dreamt to do all your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Ever since I was a wee young thing, <laughs> I said Pet Lodge. I think that's what I want to do. 
No, I actually never never considered taking care of pets personally. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, when I was young, it, it wasn't even like a job. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even an industry. Being a vet was about the closest you could get. And I knew with how sensitive I was about everything animals, my mm-hmm. mom will attest, <laughs> that there was no way I could barely even be in a vet clinic, let alone work in one mm-hmm. and be responsible for everything that goes on in a vet clinic. So also, I didn't really love school that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a lifelong commitment to, to paying debt for right. one. Um, so I found a different way to work with animals. Yeah. But like in the zookeeping industry has been, that was probably one of the most interesting and eventful times in my life. <laughs> and working at three zoos was definitely, I don't know how to describe what that was. I just grew up a lot. Yeah. And I realized uh, I become less sensitive about animals for sure, mm-hmm. like much more science-based, reality-driven, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing, without losing my compassion, of course. Mm-hmm. But being in the zoo is a, a definite experience. Um, and I miss it sometimes, like every day Aww. almost, especially when we're, like, tracking our little animals on our bracelets. <laughs> our little follow. I'm like, man, we, we, I could be doing that for real. But I track pets now, personal pet care. Mm -hmm. So it's a different industry, but uh, it's definitely a a way that a a private person could definitely become an entrepreneur for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, not many zoos are privately owned and if they are, they're usually not that well, you know, run or accredited and and they don't have a lot of the, the, I guess the glitz and the glamour that people conceive that zookeepers and zoos have. Mm -hmm. So, but my little, I mean, my menagerie at home and my personal pets keep me satisfied with animals. And your online pets that you track. Yes. <laughs> For those of you that are, don't have a follow animal, that's F-A-H-L-O. Mm-hmm. We discovered that. Um, together we discovered together that. We discovered follow, and I had a dolphin who lost its tracker. And I had a turtle who probably lost its tracker as well, although who knows. And so when that happened, though, we got emails that said, do you want a new animal? Yeah, I didn't get one, so I'm... And I even lost the bracelets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are we even talking about this for then? So, you said eventful. So, what what was one or two of the most eventful things that you saw? Um, Well, of course, uh, I was in Caribbean Gardens when Hurricane uh, Francis came through, which was fun. And so just being responsible for so many animals in such a wide variety of ways for them to escape or be Mm -hmm. injured during a situation like that was incredible. So the 50-mile-an-hour winds that we're experiencing here today broke its hello. I'm like, okay, this is really serious, guys. I've seen what that can do. So, um, yeah, so, so, you know, experiencing a hurricane with animals like that. But also, I mean, just learning experiences, just being doing things you've you've never done before Mm -hmm. and having to say, I want to learn this. I can learn this. I will learn this, even Mm -hmm. if it scares the pants off of you. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Being courageous. For sure. Yeah. So what brought you to the Pelt Lodge? Like, how did that come about? Sure. So I left zookeeping to take a no work break. I had never done that before. I was a very traditional person. I graduated high school. I went right to college. I did my four years. I found a job. I did that job. I did it, you know, and I went from job to job, never didn't have a job, was always, mm-hmm. you know, type A personality, mm-hmm. not going to leave one until you've got the next one mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I just was like, I never had time to 
do something for me. Mm-hmm. So I left zookeeping. I moved. I was in South Florida. I moved to North Florida. And I was like, I'm just going to hang out and see what happens. My aunt lived there. It was pretty mm-hmm. secure. I wasn't, you know, thinking about the future right then. I was, it'll happen for me, right? I have a mm-hmm. college degree. How hard can it be? <laughs> so, <laughs> In biology, um, right? Um, yes. Yes. And, but it was like six weeks later where I was like, I'm so bored. Yeah. I don't know what to do. It was before I was doing civic stuff. It was mm-hmm. before I was looking at those kinds of opportunities and opening those doors. And I was so bored. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give the vet thing a try one more time just to see if like mm-hmm. maybe. So I started working in a vet's office and I was like, oh, I love what you guys do here. I love the knowledge you have. I love the lives you save and, and how you know all the things, but it is still not for me. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a kennel manager position open and I was like taking care of them. Yeah, that I can do. Mm-hmm. Right. I've had pets my whole life. And then I was a boss like immediately because I wasn't 14. <laughs> and so I, uh, I was actually recruited from another, by another vet who had at the time, which was a cutting edge industry. And that was a pet resort mm. where it was just a facility just for pets to come and stay. It was owned by a vet, but not in a clinic. Mm-hmm. There were no sick pets there. There were no mm-hmm. surgeries happening, no appointments, anything like that. It was a, literally a hotel for dogs. With the, the water treadmills and oh, things the, like uh, that. Oh, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bone-shaped swimming pools and playtimes and, I mean, everything. And... I was like, this sounds way better, <laughs> obviously. So I worked there for two years as their manager. I helped them open a second location. And that was, uh, my husband was getting out of, he wasn't my husband at the time, but he was getting out of the Navy. And he's thinking about, you know, where to go, what to do next. And uh, I was like, well, if I can open a second location and I know everything about running the first location, like how hard can it be to open your own? Now, mind you, I have a bachelor's in biology. Yeah. Never took a business class. Right. Never. I barely took statistics. And if I did, I, I don't remember that I did. I, I would have had to, I imagine. Mm. Memorable class, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't, I, did, I had no background in it mm-hmm. at all. I really literally had no business running a business at all. But I Googled how to write a business plan. Mm-hmm. I plugged in my knowledge mm-hmm. from the previous facilities and there you go. Wow. Yeah. And how many years has that been? 15. Wow. I know. That's crazy. I think anybody who knew me back in the day would have been like, she does not do that. I do not <laughs> believe you. A, she, she, there's no way she could be the boss of anybody. Like, she's barely the boss of herself. Well, actually, she's probably the boss of everybody, but not in a good way back in the day, right? Because yeah. we've learned a lot. Yeah, We've done a sure. lot. And I've actively sought that out. And I think that's how you and I are the most connected, yeah. is me actively saying, help me be better at being a leader. <laughs> yeah. So, and I appreciate that. I was, think that hu- humility goes a long way. I, yes, it can if yeah. used in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. If you're willing to ask for help mm-hmm. and, and, and see if there's people that can kind of help you on your journey and, right. you know, help you be better at what you're doing. So I, I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. And I, I really admire people who can, who can do that. So Owning a business is is a challenge. None of us really know how to own a business unless right. we went to business school, and then many of us, many of them don't do that. They teach it. Right. 
Right. <laughs> so, well, and that right. I think is very real, right? Mm-hmm. The the it's the, the adage. What is the adage? If you those who don't know teach, mm-hmm. or don't whatever can't do teach. Is that what it is? Yeah. Those who can't do teach. So, but if you can do and you don't want to teach, what are you supposed to do when mm-hmm. you've done mm-hmm. all the things? Right. Right. And if you don't know the industry that you're in, but you just buy the business because it looks good on paper. Yeah. That also isn't a good match. So and I think leading that's... a bunch of new people, too, all of a sudden you have a team, and it has its own culture. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, and that culture is is diverse and it's changing all the time, depending yes. on bringing new people in and that, or losing certain people. Like your culture is constantly shifting, and you're trying to stay up with it. Even in my adult life, I am fascinated by team culture. Mm-hmm. I was never on a team. No, I didn't do sports. I didn't do mm-hmm. any of that. Go figure. I didn't do any of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff in high school or you know even younger. I I was a, on the swim team, but mm-hmm. swimming is literally an individual sport right right? like it's a very (laughs) independent thing you can be on relays and stuff but it's just it's your performance is what matters Mm -hmm. to to you right and I've just never had that camaraderie Mm -hmm. or that level of just engagement with people until I had them as my team right right? and I'm like why aren't you guys doing the team things (laughs) that you see other teams doing get it together and, right and I'm like oh wait it's me isn't it it I think it might be me and that's, that's where I was like okay something's got to change it has to be me and usually it's not that it doesn't yeah. go that way what I see is oftentimes leaders are like my team sucks they're not good they're lazy mm-hmm. they're entitled they're this mm-hmm. what I love about you is that you said I gotta fix something right there's something that if I do better, they'll do better. Right. They're not getting something from me. I'm not I'm not communicating well. I don't you you took that onus on yourself and that I admire. Well, because thank you. a lot of people don't do that. Well, it took a minute to get yeah. there, obviously. Yeah. I mean I'm a very driven person. I know how to do all the things. I invented these jobs for you. They're easy. I hate that phrase when people tell someone something's easy. Mm-hmm. That's like the worst thing you could tell someone. Right. It's easy and then they're, they can't it. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like that that is definitely not setting them up for success. <laughs> right. You know, I say things like, it's straightforward, but if you have questions, let me know. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it might not be straightforward to you. Mm-hmm. And it, right. if I say it's easy and you say it's not, then what am I telling you? Right. So different mindset. But it took a minute to get there yeah. for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about Zonta. Oh, and yes. your civic duties. My second favorite subject. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's another way that we've been connected to because I'm mm-hmm. a, a Pocatello Zanshin. Thanks to you because I really mm-hmm. saw the work that you are doing and, and it brought me closer to some of the people that are involved in Zanta. And I want to talk about not just the Pocatello but the, but the actual Zanta International and mm-hmm. what's going on, why you're involved, all the, like all the things. So sure. just how did you get involved in Zanta? How what I, is it? How I got involved in Zanta and what is it? Okay, so let's start with what is it first. What is it? It's an international organization that's made up of mostly women. I mean, we do allow men, but it's mostly women that are on some level, looking to build a better world for women and girls around them, whether that's on a nationwide scale, a global scale, at their local level, just in their own backyard, whatever that is, whatever building a better world for women and girls means to them. Mm -hmm. So there's about 23,000 members in 60, more than 60 countries. And their mission is to, a few things, one, 
empower women, find mm -hmm. their voice, right? Whatever their voice is to them, mm -hmm. establish women on a equal decision-making basis with men, mm -hmm. right? Get, get men in there or get women in there uh, on an equal, equal level, not, mm -hmm. you know, anything crazy. It makes right. it sound like an ultra radical, like <laughs> radical. women's rights organization, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, it's just looking for basics. We want equal rights. That's what yeah. we want. With pay, right. with, yeah, all the things. And yeah. so also recognizing the fact that everything <clears throat> that is going on on a, on a global level, it almost always affects women and girls more drastically. It's mm -hmm. more impactful. So war, pandemic, famine, climate change, all of those things are more profoundly affecting women and girls than they are any other demographic, mm -hmm. regardless of race, mm -hmm. regardless of country, nationality, any of that kind of stuff. Can you say why that is? Uh, well, there's a lot of theories, I mm -hmm. think, but the main theory would be that women are, generally speaking, in everyday times in a more, more vulnerable state. They're, generally speaking, sometimes less educated. They are at home. They are not always as aware of what's going on. They still have their domestic responsibilities. And I mm. say that in quotes because we all should have domestic mm. responsibilities, but they still have the domestic responsibilities on top of whatever is happening, mm -hmm. on top of a pandemic, on top of a war, on top of climate change, right? They still mm -hmm. have all those things. And because they're less educated, depending on where they mm -hmm. have their backgrounds, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but right. in, in general, they may not have as many accesses to resource, mm -hmm. knowledge, finances, you know, safety, security, all of those kinds of things. They may be lacking in that way. And mm -hmm. all Zonta does, this is the best part, is looks at where those things are lacking on a global scale and where they can make an, a sustainable impact mm -hmm. and help, tries to help fix those issues right. and those problems there. Absolutely. So Zonta International is that. Zonta District 8 is 12 clubs in our kind of geographic region that come together to work on things. Mm -hmm. And then Zonta Pocatello is the club here that we look at on a local level. We, we do things that are on the district and national, international level as well. But we like to help where we can see the, see the help being done, right? right. We're very hands-on, so... Yeah, and I got to go to the district conference with you mm -hmm. uh, and to be a speaker, and that was an incredible experience to get to be at the District 8 conference level, get to meet the leaders, mm -hmm. and also just see what was happening with all of these clubs. And do you want to mention what clubs are in Zonta 8? Sure, yeah. So we cover <coughs> Idaho, Washington, Oregon, a couple clubs in British Columbia, and the single club in Alaska. And right now there's only one club in Idaho, but we are working on a Boise chapter. Mm -hmm. So if any Boise ladies are out there that are interested, mm -hmm. um, we are working on building a club out there. And that is like in full swing right now. We have service projects. We have things going on out there. So That's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's a few people going to the Boise chapter now, right? Yes. Uh, we have actually a couple members that are <clears throat> Pocatello members technically, but when Boise gets its charter, they'll move to the Bo Boise chapter. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we've got it's, – it's happening. Good. Mm -hmm. That's super exciting. So the Zontra, Zonta dist, or, uh not district, the, the international conference mm -hmm. is this summer. Yeah, convention is this summer in Australia. Yes. Super excited. I get to go. It's my first one. I was supposed to go to Chicago. Of course, then there was a pandemic, so everything was online. And so I get to go to 
uh, Australia this year. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so exciting. I know. I wish I could go with you. I wish you could go with me, too. <laughs> Maybe you could my husband probably wouldn't appreciate it yeah. as much as I would. Well, my husband won't let me go by myself. <laughs> well, <Mary> to Australia. <laughs> then make it a family affair. You guys can come along. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Um, but I do get to go to Chicago with you. I'm so excited when I in heard February. that. I, I was thrilled for you, for one, just because it's a cool opportunity yeah. for you. And thrilled for Zonta that we get to take even more advantage of your expertise. Super, all the lieutenant governors, we're in a knitting circle. Is that what you call it? <laughs> knitting? Like quilting circle, oh, quilt, whatever you call it, when all the little old ladies get together oh, and yes. chat about everything. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. I'm not old enough yeah. for that yet. <laughs> I'm sure I'll know it when I see yeah. it. Um, we're super excited. I'm super too. excited. And I'm the only one that's like, I know her. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's all because of you, too. So I, that is another thing that I don't oh, take Oh, so lightly. I should be like, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. No. No. So I'm excited to be able to get to know the, the governors from across the mm-hmm. states. And then are there going to be other... Other people from around Zonta International at that conference? Yes, yeah. I think so. Well, I know Sala will be mm-hmm. there from Finland. and then She's the incoming international president, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure a f- at least a few, if not more, of her board members will be there. Yeah, her, yeah some of her board members. I and do then know. all of, I think almost all the lieutenant governors that are incoming governors are supposed to be there. I mean, I haven't heard anybody say they're not going to be there. Cool. So I think that's 32 or 33 yeah. of them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the possibilities for the growth of Zonta and and what the mission is for creating a better world for women and girls. And you just fit so nicely into their strategic plan. Right? Mm-hmm. They have so many things about um, you know building better clubs from the club level up and having and leadership and yeah and having opportunities for leadership and those mm-hmm. and that kind of thing be more visible. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can bring a lot to that. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be exciting. It's good for people to get to know themselves. And yes. then to get to know. Oh, my. Right? Yes. Yeah, self-awareness. My my um, assessment was no surprise to me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there were a few of them were saying, oh, no, this can't be right. <laughs> so that'll be fun for you. <laughs> I, I'm at peace with mine, 100%. I embrace yeah. it every day. Yeah. Like, hi, D. Yeah. I see. Like, no problem. <laughs> I got it, but I know how to manage it, yeah. right? Because I, I said yes. yes. I understand this. It, it, it I sense. looked at, I look at and it. You filled it out. Yeah, I right. <laughs> exactly. Like that was my. It obviously yeah. is reflective of me. Embracing it is mm. half the battle, and right. knowing that it's a problem, so, or it's not. Or it's, it's not a, a strength. What are right. your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. What are your possible weaknesses? And one of the things that I like about. Um, is that we do look at not just your strengths, because if you don't have an opportunity to improve, how will you ever get better? Right. If you think you're the best and you, there's nowhere for you to go, yeah, there's definitely no learning opportunity, which is why I don't like it when people call themselves experts. Did I tell you this? My yeah. pet peeve. You can't be an expert at something, because if you're an expert, to me, that means you know everything there is to know, mm. and you will never be learning any more about the thing, even if it's you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone considers him an expert. I don't think he considers himself an expert. He considers himself a student of the science. Mm-hmm. And he is always looking for different answers, different things, different ways of thinking mm-hmm. about things. And so I don't like it when people, oh, you're the dog expert. And you're the dog lady. You're the thing. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I may know more than you. Yes. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, there are Lots and lots of other yeah. people that know more than me, and I love to talk to those people. I mm-hmm. want to know more. I yeah. think that's that's 
part of leadership too, right? I, think, I like, I love that. And I, <clears throat> I like, there's a term that I don't like very well either. And it's something from healthcare that I learned. It's called best practices. Oh. And it's like, then it there's sounds no, great. It sounds so great, but it's like, but is it best practices? How do you ever get better if you're already at best? I have heard that phrase before and it never occurred to me to be bothered by it, but thank you. Well, it's it bothers true. me because I think it, there comes a set of lack of humility and um, yeah. like you've already all. got it all figured got, out, uh, and that's that is repulsive to me. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I, one I, too. Really, I don't like when we think we've got it all figured out. I mean, even in leadership, I'm learning every day. Right. I've got a lot of knowledge and experience and um, education, but there's not. I mean, I'm constantly studying this and mm-hmm. learning from. from well, the and research. having shifts in mindsets or yeah. adding new things to your toolbox, all the things. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, you might call it a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. So like they're, they're the person who knows a lot about that subject, mm-hmm. but that I agree that it's, uh, there could be a better term. Mm-hmm. It could be like, like guru. Yeah. Guru. Yeah. I like that. Like I think guru. I'm going to be a guru. Right. <laughs> we, we've decided. SMG, subject matter guru. Love it. I also like the term thought leader. And I wondered what you need. Thought leader. Yeah. And I've, I'm not really one, but I think I'm more of a thought follower. I'm a thought spreader. Oh, (laughs) it takes all kinds. You have to have thought leaders to have thought spreaders and thought followers. Leaders don't have any, they're not leaders unless there's followers. That's right. Isn't that right? So yeah, I think I'm more of a thought follower. I'm not usually cutting edge. I'm out here. But I'm a listener. Like I'm hearing you. Yeah. I'll pick it up. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So can you talk about some of the projects that, like, you've done in the local area for Zonta and some of the ones that you're doing on, on the regional level and then some of the projects? Like, what kinds of things are they f- helping to fix? Oh, sure. Local level. Hmm. There's so many because we really like our hands-on projects here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. I guess kind of a lately a, a a flagship project and one that I kind of helped steer uh, and what do you call it? Nurture mm-hmm. would be 16 days. So 16 days actually works on the local district and international level, but 16 days is from November 25th to December 10th every year. It's the same uh, 16 days. And it it's basically a campaign that Zonta does to... I guess, highlight and bring awareness to a few different topics, but mostly lately it's been um, domestic violence awareness mm-hmm. and also ending child marriage, mm-hmm. right? So there are so many ways in which even in the United States, a child under 18 can be married mm-hmm. and Santa finds that unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And, and so we kind of bring light to that subject. Locally, we kind of more focus on either domestic violence or just abusive mm-hmm. relationships where we know that women may or may not always have access to uh, period products mm-hmm. right, and personal hygiene items. And so we collect and uh, consolidate and sort and distribute those kinds of products to 16 different places in Pocatello mm-hmm. for women to get free access to them. So we've gone all kinds of places in our community, but mostly we see we're helping the helpers. Right. Right. So SICA and mm-hmm. Family Services Alliance and places like that. High schools um, and junior highs we've seen in the past, too. 
Um, so why would they? Why would they not have access to that? Oh, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Why. That's, yeah. But I don't think our listeners. Would okay, know. that's fair. Um, why would they not have access to it? Well, one reason would be um, it's a power tool for an abusive partner. Right? You're not allowed to have access to that because why? I don't want you to leave the house. I don't want you to feel comfortable. I don't want you to have confidence. I don't want you to feel clean. I don't want others to think that you feel confident, confident, comfortable, and clean. Um, I don't want you to go to a job interview. I don't want you to be able to attend school on a regular basis because I know that once a month you're going to have to miss a week because level of embarrassment, just that you don't want to go, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then financial also, mm-hmm. right? We have money for X, Y, and Z, and because you're a lady and you have to go through this every month, that's your problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a family problem necessarily. That's not a thing that our family money would have to pay for. Maybe she doesn't even have, have access to her own money. Mm-hmm. Um, education. Young girls may not get be getting the education they need. And mm-hmm. surprise, you have your period in your first period class um, in elementary or middle school. You are com- caught completely unaware mm-hmm. and you don't know anything about it. Maybe you ha- you don't have access to money or you don't have access, in that case, usually to education. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe we do want that to be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you so you can move on from it and be ready to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We just want the products to be available. Right. And one thing I, I've actually really seen grow over the last at least five years that we've been doing this is how other places in our community also want their want women to have free access to them. Mm-hmm. Even at ISU, mm-hmm. they signed, they did an initiative and they have free products in all of the public bathrooms on campus, and at least they're headed that way. Mm-hmm. That's super cool, yeah. right? I mean, it's not a lady's fault. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a lady's fault. She's got to go through this. It's right. just, you know, flip of the coin, roll the right. dice. That's how it worked out. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's a lot of reasons, but we, we kind of focus on just making sure that any, mm-hmm. anybody who needs it, regardless of your reason, mm-hmm. even if you're just a super space cadet and you weren't paying attention to your body. Right. That's it should okay. not be the yeah. end of your day. Right. What about the sex trafficking and um, how is Zonta being a part of that and the ending child marriage and all those kinds of things? Zonta International, that's one of their really big, like, top four goals um, is ending child marriage and taking, and most of that is happening through sex trafficking and human trafficking. Um, locally, we we do have organizations that are, are, I guess, working on that or that advocate for those kinds of situations and women in, and men in those situations. Um, we like to coordinate with like-minded organizations mm-hmm. and just kind of support the work that they are doing. So Blackfoot Club, there was a club in Blackfoot. Mm-hmm. They were very um, strongly tied to an organization um, out of Blackfoot that, that was looking at um, sex trafficking and human trafficking. And I apologize, I, I don't remember the name of the organization, but they actually won a, an award on the district level because of the work and the co- mm-hmm. collaboration. Was that it they the Bingham done. Crisis Center? No. Um, Can't remember. No. Okay. Yeah, it just it completely yeah. escapes me. It happens in our neck of the woods. Just in it case does. It, it absolutely. And and I actually heard from um, a very reliable source that's in the women crisis um, arena for work that. Just recently, there was a bust in Pocatello at a local hotel with um, a bunch of girls brought up from Utah mm-hmm. and um, just to be there, you know, for the weekend. It doesn't even have to be, mm-hmm. you know, an organized ring. It could be someone's boyfriend 
Mm -hmm. Right. He says, you have to do this. We need money. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ways that it can it can happen even locally. And it doesn't have to be this big organized, you know, truckers Mm -hmm. alleyway kind of thing. It it can happen next Mm -hmm. door and you may not even know it. Absolutely. So I'm glad that we're shedding some light on this. Um, How would people get involved in a chapter Let's say they're in Idaho. We know that, you know, there's, a, there's one in Boise, there's one in Pocatello, and they could reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And would you be willing to connect people with other, with other chapters? I do it all the time. That okay. is part of my job. Absolutely. Um, there are, I don't remember how many clubs there are in, in Idaho or in uh, the U.S. in general, but I can find you a club. Mm-hmm. Whether it, you, want, you want physical connection, I can probably get you pretty close to meetings that are happening in person. Mm-hmm. You want an e-club where we're just meeting online all the time and we're doing more fundraising and advocacy work, can mm-hmm. find you something that along those lines. I, I can probably find you some way. You can also be a sustaining member at the international level mm-hmm. and, and just be supporting Zonta International and not necessarily have a club affiliation. Mm-hmm. We'd love you to have a club affiliation because we think that, obviously, it's more fun to serve and to give with friends and yeah. people that you enjoy spending time with. But if you just want to support Zonta at the international level, you can just be a sustaining member, too, and that is welcome as mm-hmm. well. And that's zontainternational.org. Uh, Zonta.org. Zonta.org. Yeah, Zonta.org is where you would go to find that. And there's also a lot of resources. What I love also is they have an app. They do have an app. They are really bringing it forward lately. It's been very cool to see Zonta International like get with the times. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it too. I've been getting the fast action Friday mm-hmm. texts that actually help me write our senators. Yep. And um, that it, like for things, the, the most recent one was about um, women being able to have surgery for reconstruction for breast cancer mm-hmm. that in Idaho, it's, it's unbelievable that that's not covered by insurance at this right. point. Right. Like, no. Nope. And so um, that Fast Action Friday gets you in the know about things that are affecting women and bills that might be going into And all of the bills are bipartisan. Mm-hmm. So there's we're not picking a side. Mm-hmm. That everything that Zonta supports is coming from both sides of the aisle that everybody has already agreed on that we just need the, the support for mm-hmm. in the various houses of, of Congress, the legislature, state level, all of the things. Yeah, that's incredible. So there's an app, there's a website, there is a text that you can get through ZI mm-hmm. where you get the Fast Action Friday and they text you every week when, yep. or when there's something going on that's really huge. Mm-hmm. And it kind of keeps you in the know about what's going on because some of you might be listening and just be like, wow, I had no idea. Sure. I learned about some of this stuff with another group that I'm in, too, is Women United, where we've had some people from, let's say, Bingham Crisis Center or Family Services Alliance share what's actually going on. And when you talk to those individuals, you actually find out what's going on in your communities. Mm-hmm. And that's when you you recognize it's not just out there. It's, it's here. Correct. And it's not just in these foreign countries or whatever. It's here. I right, child marriage is here. Right. Idaho has one of the one of the worst child marriage rates in the country. Well, it probably comes down to our education mm-hmm. level. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, so yeah, however we can be involved to help raise that and. And, and what I did like that you said, too, is this is not some male-bashing group. This is... Uh, right. And, and so it's not some weird, you know, women's rights thing. It's more about 
equality right. and bringing um, humanity and understanding that we need to treat everyone with decent respect. I mean, the honest truth is we're not going to get there without the support of the men, yeah. right? They're the yeah. ones that have to open the doors and allow us to take, get the, take the seats, right? Yeah. It's not always coming from a voter base. Mm-hmm. It's coming from men making different decisions in their everyday lives and when it comes to how they view and treat women. Yeah. So we're not going to get there without men supporting this effort. Yeah, absolutely. And I love to see some of the men that are supportive of it mm-hmm. and that show up and and, and support their, you know, their wives in this, or they even join or their daughters, or their, or their daughters. sisters, or their mothers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It brings me tears to my eyes because I just think, you know, just, just how sad that is that that happens to people, mm-hmm. and um, and I see I see the power over people, and money is a huge tool mm-hmm. to keep power. Fear. Over. Yeah, money money and, and fear. fear are a huge tool to mm-hmm. keep people down. And so, regardless of gender, honestly, but uh, yeah, women are usually more susceptible yeah. to it, mm-hmm. especially when they have kids at home. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so one thing I wanted to let you know that I don't know if you're aware of. <gasps> oh, so, his secret is secrets out. We got our podcast results, and we are we have been listened to in ten countries. I thought it was Ooh. five, but now I'm thinking, you know, there's could be people all around that would learn more about Zonta through this, Absolutely. right? Um, yeah, it was incredible. Uh, huh. Yeah, 10 What countries. was your 10th country? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I have my phone. Uh, Fiji. Ooh. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Fiji. We have connections in Fiji. And I think that was one listener, That's but okay. it was one person. Yeah. Um, the top were U.S. and Canada, and then we had Mexico, um, U.K. Oh. Um, Finland, so fancy. Finland, Look at you and I think, up. yeah, and Finland might have been Sala. I'm okay. not sure. Sure, <laughs> right? So um, she counts. And Australia was yes. on there. Great. So um, I'm this just excited awesome. because this podcast has only been going for a year and a half, and so clearly somebody is liking what's mm-hmm. coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a 300 percent growth rate um, in the past amazing. year, and so. Um, I, I, I don't want to like to oh, toot my own horn, but it's a new year, toot. and I just and toot I just away. I just what? found this out. Why I, are, women are the only people who use that phrase. <laughs> I don't true. want to toot my own horn. Why not? <laughs> toot away. <laughs> it's probably true. It's very true. It is. Yeah. It is so true. This is excellent. It is. I've actually never listened to you before. Uh, confession time, I guess. Okay. Secret time turned to confession time, but now I'm gonna. Okay. Because it sounds like you're legit. <laughs> well, you're a late adopter. <laughs> I'm a follower. It takes a minute. <laughs> now that you've been on it, now yeah. you're, and you can see how fun it is. And when I go to Australia, I will listen while I'm there just to give you like two more people to yeah exactly. have listened. To I might in just Australia. be there. You never know. <gasps> oh, we could manifest that, so that shit amazing. right now. That would be so amazing <laughs> if you did that. Let manifest. Let's do it. <laughs> That's real, right? Because it I works. know we have fun at conferences. We do. We have fun. Oh, I think we have fun like everything we do. We do. I mean, we were in the car for 15 hours one way. Mm-hmm. And that was not terrible. That was not bad. Mm-mm. And I think it's funny because we both are talkative mm-hmm. and... It makes other people nervous. And we're really funny. <laughs> just In case ask you haven't us. noticed. Just ask us. <laughs> 
But what I love oh, yeah, is that definitely when we people. argue, when we argue about something, I think people are just like, but it's the way we communicate and right. we don't take it personal. We don't argue. It's not, it's just more like you're voicing this, I'm voicing this and we yeah. just, we're very animated. Yeah. And I think it might. I, yeah. I definitely don't feel like I've ever argued with you no. like in a traditional sense. I, but yeah, yeah. I don't mean like, like anger. But yes, when we have a discussion. Yeah. About, discuss, yeah. yeah. People are like, oh my gosh, what's happening over there? I'm like, oh, they're just talking. It's no, right. it's just how they do. Right. It's just what they do. <laughs> because we're comfortable with mm-hmm. each other. And. I value well, every... We're, yeah, we're grown-ups, and we want to hear each other's perspectives. <laughs> perspectives. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think both of us come into our conversations with each other thinking we're probably going to take something away I from this. I learn. What can I learn? Yeah, just, just as much as we could give something. That's yeah. awe, by Yay. the way. Pilo erection for the pets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are an encyclopedia. That's, that's supposed to be my line. <laughs> wow, impressive. Did you know I knew that? I did not know. How do you know that? You want it? This is pretty interesting. Okay. I just got to do a workshop with Dacker Keltner for his uh, researcher out of UC Berkeley. Okay. And he recently wrote a new book on awe and oh. and how it can transform your life. Very it's one cool. of those emotions that there's eight elements of it. I learned so much about it. There are eight elements of awe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do need to listen to your podcast. Well, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> you need to read his book. It's incredible. Got to do an awe walk with Dacker Kiltner. It was it was just life changing. But he's such an incredible researcher, and goosebumps are a sign of awe. So Neat. when you have that, it can when you're that means you're connecting. On a, there's certain I can't remember all of them, but there's nature, um, and you know beauty in nature. Mm-hmm. There is life and death, like birth and mm-hmm. death of watching someone be born or die. There's mm-hmm. that. There's um, collective effervescence, which is one of my favorite words. Oh, my gosh. I love that word. Isn't that fun? Yes. That is like a concert and being in, or like being in movement and flow with the whole Mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. Um, Music. It just got goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Music itself can be a form of awe. Art can be a form of awe. Um, Wow. There's eight elements. So it's... It's spiritual. It's so incredible. And the research, it's actually a pro-social emotion that's helping people to, it actually helps with children um, to be more pro-social if they have, if they have experiences of awe, walks in nature. Mm-hmm. It actually brings down your cortisol levels. Brings Gosh, you-, you know, the only thing I can think of, of awe that like for a kid that would be like so amazing it's like oh, those underwater aquariums. Mm-hmm. That would be or space. I I still get awe yeah. with that. Yeah, like just mm-hmm. what? It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, and space. Oh, I love like moments you, like that. Yeah. Space. Yes, for sure. Listen to his book. Okay. Because his voice is incredible, mm-hmm. and and he actually has a podcast too for our listeners. I would highly recommend listening to the Science of Happiness. Um, by the UC Berkeley, which Center for Greater Good, uh, Greater. It's either Greater Good Center or Center for Greater Good. They actually have a Google Calendar as mm-hmm. well that sh- has something for you to induce awe every day or have a better life. Oh like gosh, today, I feel like, like it'd be overloaded. No, you just one day. It's like write a gratitude letter today. Okay. Tomorrow, listen to a podcast on whatever. This hmm. one, get out in nature. So it just gives you one idea, so you can be intentional about improving your life. Yeah, you know, instead of just getting in the rut. And putting your head down and getting in the suck fest, right? Interesting. Being intentional about setting your mind on something. So, Pilo, all of that from Pilo Erection. Wow. (laughs) Came full circle on that one. (laughs) 
Did you learn a new? Did you learn a new? I didn't learn a new word. No, we use that a lot, actually. Pilorection is like a big deal where we come from. <laughs> but I am going to read that book, I think. Yeah. So I love those. And you're going to listen to my podcast. I, There's yes. winning. I'm winning. Two, see, I already got my Google calendar filled in. Two things. One today, one, well, tomorrow. This is my mm-hmm. experience for today, obviously. And what I love about the podcast, The Science of Happiness, they're like 20 minutes. Oh. Sometimes they're just a meditation, mm-hmm. a walking meditation, but they always bring the science behind it and really good guests. And it's just incredible. And I love what they're doing to try to help people. And this is something that Zonchins could bring into their world, too, about the pro-social behaviors Mm -hmm. and things to make people happy and things they can do just right at their fingertips. Well, and you know, I mean, helping all the time, it takes its toll on you. It certainly does. And so that sounds like an excellent way to... Mm-hmm. Kind of recharge a little bit. Yeah, for what sure. was the phrase you used? Fill your cup. Yes, Fill your I never cup. heard that before. I had to look it up. <laughs> he told cup. me you were going to do that, and I was like, "Is that a thing? What's Fill that mean?" Your cup. I know. I had to look it up. That's cool too. Well, see, I learn every time I interact with you. Something else. I learn from you too. It's pretty. Fun. It's 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 awesome. Well, um, how about any of your other civic duties? Um, like what? What makes you volunteer and do these things? Is it part of your purpose Gosh, or? I don't know. What makes me volunteer? I think the, the biggest reason why I volunteer is because there's a need, mm-hmm. right? Because I have a skill mm-hmm. or a thought or a belief that I feel I can contribute. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I work a lot, on, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm working less lately, which has been great, but I work a lot and that is rewarding in its own way, but not a fill your cup kind of experience. Yeah. Right. And so I, that's what I, that's what I want. I don't, I don't need mindless time away. Mm-hmm. I don't spend a lot of time on, you know, video games or movies and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Entertainment. I would rather be doing. And mm-hmm. so if I can be doing helping others, then, then that that is what will fill my cup. That is what gives me an idea of, like, if I actually accomplished something today besides just working. Because like, yeah. I feel like everybody works. But then yeah. what do you do with the rest of your time? And I want the rest of my time to be more, just more fulfilling. Meaningful stuff, so, right? Yeah. It's meaningful to you. So yeah. I think for our listeners, um, if you find yourself in a rut, and you find yourself feeling like you have no purpose, no meaning, and you're at a dead-end job, <laughs> it's okay. Or even if you're not at a yeah. dead-end job, but your regular job is just not doing not it for you. Yeah. This is one of the ways that you can get involved and do some more meaningful work. And it doesn't have to be a ton of work. It can be, but it, it really does fill your cup. It does actually, this, this, this is pro-social behavior. This is things we know from the research and the science that people who volunteer have happier lives. Yeah. When you are contributing, you have a happier, you're, you're more happy than when you're self-focused or you're a consumer. And when you're contributing with friends and people you like in a connection, connection connected way, it's even better. Yeah, because we are we need connection mm-hmm. and you're not getting connection on your social media and on your phone. You need to get away from that thing, get out and on, get out in the community. Um, what was the other, oh, it was just coming to me. Uh, the other one is 
moral beauty. And that is the one that I think you could see um, in Zonta and the work that they're doing is seeing moral beauty in someone, Um, someone helping somebody up. Um, is that why I love those videos so much of like the people giving money to yes, people? Yes, yes, oh moral beauty. Moral beauty. Oh, I love that. That just gave me goosebumps oh. again. So that is something I'm going to challenge our listeners. It's a new year. And I want to challenge you to, it doesn't have to be Zonta, but it needs to be something. Oh, I've got a million ideas. <laughs> you need an idea, you let me know. Yeah, whatever you find pa- passion in. Um, and on whatever level you've got. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all in. You don't have to take this, you know, 50-foot plunge. Mm-hmm. Just put your toe Choose, in the water. Yeah, exactly. Just try it a little bit. And, I mean, And find out if it's for you. It might not be just like you did when you right. went and worked with the vet for. Right. And you're like, yeah, this isn't Still it. Still not for me. Still yeah. not it. But move around. Rather, you're volunteering at a zoo. Rather, you're volunteering with a women's group. You're volunteering with a men's group. You're volunteering with a boys and girls, boys club. And girls club. Yeah, whatever that you can do to serve your community and connect with others in a meaningful way, that is going to bring your overall happiness up, your purpose in life. Um, You create your purpose. You don't find it. I agree. It's it's in there already, Mm -hmm. but you have to do the work. You've got to explore and find out what would ignite you and what sets your ass on fire. Exactly. So obviously this Good set your job. ass your ass on fire. Right. Don't don't actually set your ass on fire unless that's what you're into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the podcast, we generally ask I ask three questions. Oh, like, good. Oh, I'd like oh, you God, to come I up. I really should have listened. <laughs> well now it's definitely Dang improv. It. You're okay. good at improv. What wisdom? What, what would you want to tell your younger self? We have a lot of younger mm. listeners, too, that are just trying to gain, gain insights and wisdom. What would you tell your younger self? What are the things you wish you knew earlier? And also, yeah, a couple of those things, two or three. One that is glaringly obvious that I actually use with my team a lot is one thing that I wish I, I would have had back in the day was... A, a better sense of who I was taking advice from. Mm. So we all have adults and grownups in our lives when we're younger and even, you know, our parents and, and our parents' circles and mm-hmm. that kind of thing because you don't really have your own circle, really, of people who can give you actual advice. And we're not talking about peers. Yeah. Right? So colleagues at first jobs, mm-hmm. you know, um, bosses, things like that. Just make sure... Like, take stock of who you're listening to and what, what is that advice meant to help you mm-hmm. or is that advice meant to help that person look better to you? Mm-hmm. And so I, I have a few things that in pieces of advice that I've taken that I, I wish I wouldn't have taken. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably set me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not that it was life altering or that kind of thing, but have any kind of stories like that. But and just being careful of who, who, what kinds of advice and why is, why is the person that you're listening to so valued in your life? Mm-hmm. Is it actually helping you and, and making you a better person? Or are they just trying to make them a better person in your view? Yeah, so that's that good. Be, that's huge. One. Yep. So I try to mentor, if you use that mm-hmm. word, I, I, it's not really my favorite word either, but I know what it means. And I do honest, obviously do that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself that, but I do that with my team. At least I hope I do. And everything I'm trying to help them with is 
making them a better person, mm-hmm. not making me look like a better person. Right. Right. Yeah. I want them to actually be better people. Right. Even if it's not working for me. Yeah. Even if it's at their next job or five jobs down the line yeah. that they're like, oh, I, I know what she's talking about now. I remember <laughs> when she told me that and she was totally right. And now I can implement that in my life. Right. right? I want that for them to, yeah. to be able to take that with them to their future stuff. Because I mean, Pet Lodge is not a career for most people. Mm-hmm. I, just because it's my life and my mm-hmm. career, I just, I'm helping other people build yeah. their careers yep. and I'm happy to help them do that if that's if, if they want to do that oh that is so. awesome I have another book for you then because oh, what good. you're doing is revealing people's hidden potential oh and that is a book for our listeners to hidden potential by Adam Grant oh I've heard of Adam Grant he's incredible yeah. um and that's what I feel like we get to do for a job is reveal talent and hidden mm-hmm. potential and um but it takes everybody doing that it's, it's somebody that invests in people. Mm-hmm. And like you said, not to make themselves look better, but to help that person. And the more we can help each other um, and show love and compassion for people where they're at, I mean, the better off people are going to be. Mm-hmm. Agree. Any last tips for our li- uh, uh, wish you? Well, I thought I was getting three questions. Yeah, well, that just any three oh. things that come. Good, one question. <laughs> There's one. One question, three answers. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you wish you would have known or um, you have a favorite quote or just you have, like, I, I, I think if you knew this, it would be. Hmm. I don't know if I think, I don't have anything like that, obviously. I mean, I think I've, my life is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it all figured out, clearly. Yeah. I cry. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. I go and. You're human. Right, exactly. And, um. I guess maybe one other thing, and I was going to thank you for talking to me about this, to to me, to us about this in the past. And uh, it really hit home for me. And I don't think that I've shared this with you. And I don't think that that you knew it hit home for you. And it's not something I didn't know, but to have it said the way you said it, I was like, I get it now. And I totally do. I've incorporated this since since conference. Um, When you were talking about um, my example on the on the. jumbotron of, mm-hmm. of my assessment and how, you know, you, you get me and you understand, um, you know, that what I'm going to bring to the table is details, da, 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 mm-hmm. right? You listed it off and you're like, but what she has to understand about me is that I want to be treated like a person first. And I know that, and I've spent a long time really, mm-hmm. like, focused on people, like, mm-hmm. trying to say things in a nicer way and trying to, you know, not talk at people when I'm angry and that kind of thing. But to say, okay, she wants to be treated like a person first. When I heard that, I was like, that's exactly how I need to look at every interaction that I have with people. And so that piece, if I had known that 20 plus years ago, that would have been nice to know. But everyone was like, it's just how she is. You just have to get over it. Right. And yeah, some of it is right. It, we all have to deal with each other's personalities and the yeah. way they are. But but there is some some give you and have take. Some choose, you have some choice in that, don't you? Right. Well, we and we all do. Yeah. Right. So do and I. so right. if you want to allow it, you allow it. If you don't allow it, then you need to say something. But you got to say something. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, I don't I never start a text anymore with the thing I want to say. I always now start a text with good morning or hello or hi, how are you? Hope everything's going well today. Here's the thing I need. Yeah. And I just love that. And I I wish that I would have gotten that part of it 25, 40 years ago. Right. So it sounds simple, but it's, it's not easy because it's not easy. We get thinking about what we need to Mm -hmm. do and we get into the task mode and it's like, 
that's when people start to feel like a cog in the wheel mm -hmm. in in the, the organization or in the friendship or in the volunteer role. When you start to feel like a cog in the wheel mm -hmm. and you don't matter, well, you could do this stuff anywhere. Right. I could work anywhere. I could, I mean, not anywhere, but I could get another job doing yeah. this or that. I could volunteer my time, definitely. A lot of people will take me. So, I mean, right. So, I mean, and so... If it, it's meaningful to you, you just want to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. All of us want to be seen and heard. And I just, I never thought about how I start a conversation because I always think about how I finish it. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about how, do, how are you about to walk away from this conversation? Mm -hmm. I rarely think about starting it mm -hmm. unless it's a difficult conversation, obviously. Yeah. Those, those, those are hard. But, yeah. but even just an average everyday text of something I need or want or need to have done or anything, now I'm like, hi, good morning. And yeah. it, I feel like even just for me, the it changes the tone of my text, for yeah. one, usually. Yeah. And I'm hoping, and I don't have like, you know, evidence of this, but I'm hoping that the other person is feeling like I'm treating them like a person first mm -hmm. because I don't have to treat AI like that. Yeah. I don't have to say, good morning, AI. Are you ready to work today? Are you <laughs> yes. having a great day? No, you just put in the thing and it yeah. spits out the thing and it's a, a transactional deal. Right. But with people and especially with like my team and my family, I've really been trying to say something acknowledging the fact that they are indeed a person. And you just and said, you just thing. nailed it on the head that it's not a transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship. Right. And a relationship requires work and effort and seeing their humanity, not just what can you do for me? This is what I need. Mm -hmm. And that right there, one shift can have a huge impact on your relationships. Yep. But when we're not aware of it, we right. don't know. And like I said, I've known it, but to have it said like that, I was like, that is exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, you, you get told in all kinds of leadership classes, you know, got to be have your EQ real high, mm -hmm. and you got to know what other people are thinking, you got to read the body language, do all the things. Like, that's the easiest thing that I've ever heard. Treat them like a person and then tell them what you want. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just treat them like, yeah. It's, you're not at a cash register. Right. You know, it's not a cash register or an AI. I right. love the example of plug it in and get what you want. Yep. Like you're talking to human beings. Also, what you might not know is that the hey, person isn't People doing work it. at cash registers too. I know, you they know? do, but not much. The, I'm not talking about more. the, the right. self-checks. Okay. Right? The self-checks. Point of order. But even there, <laughs> there's still somebody there watching right. you, but eventually it'll be a robot. Yep. So, but I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. I lost my thought, train of thought, but that it's fine. Me. It was good. It was a good joke. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you being on here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been yeah. fun. If people want to reach you and learn more about Zonta, um, how do they find you? I guess the easiest thing would be to call a pet lodge and leave a message. <laughs> no, for Zonta, um, my my email is probably the best, and it's it's very easy. It's Stephanie A. Zonta. At gmail.com. Okay. So that's, I mean, if Zonta related or really anything related, mm -hmm. I can get you there. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being thank here today. Thank you so much. And Fun times. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Leader You podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your network and help us grow it in many other countries. And there's so many. Yes. And Stephanie is de definitely going to be a listener now. And she's Gotta going to catch up. Got homework. <laughs> and she's going to share it with her network. So I will. Thank you so much. Have a great day. So this podcast is brought to you by Business Women of Pocatello, engaging, empowering, and educating women in business in Pocatello, unleashing potential, sparking success. 
In the heart of Pocatello, a vibrant community of dynamic women are rewriting the narrative of entrepreneurship and the business world. Meet our remarkable businesswomen of Pocatello, a collective force of like-minded individuals united by passion for growth, collaboration, and community impact. These visionary women are not just building businesses, they are cultivating and supporting a network that transcends traditional boundaries. Our community is a hub where business education takes center stage. Monthly gatherings provide an invaluable platform for these trailblazing women to exchange insights, share experiences, and dive into the latest trends of their industries. From workshops led by industry experts to collaborative roundtable discussions, the businesswomen of Pocatello are committed to continuous learning, ensuring that each member has the tools to thrive in an ever-evolving business landscape. Engagement with the wider community is at the core of our mission, and we raise funds for local women to establish and improve a current business or to get an education to improve business skills. Through partnership through local organization and active participation in community events, these inspiring entrepreneurs not only are strengthening their businesses, but also contributing to the collective prosperity of Pocatello by being a member of this organization. The impact extends beyond professional realms, reaching to the social fabric of our city. These women are amplifying their voices and collectively advocating for policies that foster a conductive business environment. As members of the Chamber of Commerce, we have found that they serve as a powerful ally, providing resources, connections, and a unified platform for the businesswomen of Pocatello to elevate their ventures. Beyond the balance sheets, our community is driven by a higher purpose. We are a nonprofit organization dedicated to nurturing the next generation of female leaders by engaging, empowering, and educating women in business. We provide a platform for mentorship, relationships, grants, and resources. We aspire to break down barriers and create opportunities for aspiring businesswomen to step into leadership roles within our community. I myself am a member of Businesswomen of Pocatello, and I am the winner of one of their scholarships. I highly recommend their group as something to help you elevate your business, whether you are in business, in, interested in being in business, or just want to get around like-minded individuals. Hope you'll check out Businesswomen of Pocatello and invest in your future.